here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. is Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling. We are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and we are your hosts, the Wrong Boys. I'm Aaron Bentley. I'm joined by Aaron Taub. I want to remind everyone, because you haven't heard from us in a while, that you got to check out our Twitter feed, at EvolvePod. Uh, We've been bringing things, even though Evolve didn't run last month, so uh, check us out there. Follow us. You can also follow us personally. I'm at Aaron like the car. Aaron Taub is at AP Taub. Okay, like I said, Evolve was off for a month. The last thing we saw was the confrontation between The End and a band of Evolvers led by Darby Allen. Uh, no show last month. We're back now. The promotion seems to be headed for somewhat of a reset, uh, at least a new start, maybe changing some things up a little bit. AT, how are you feeling about where Evolve is right now and where it seems to be going in 2018? Well, I mean, obviously they're in a tough spot, right? Coming off of the sort of failed Flow Slam deal. And I think that in some sense, they have a lot of work to do to sort of regain their customers and their fans and sort of like get people back on that Evolve bandwagon. With that said, I think they've done a great job in this uh, November and December and early December layoff. I think that um, they've positioned themselves really well. I think some of the changes they're making in their shows are, are things that I'm very excited about. And um, they have two great... I mean, this this Saturday lineup is a hell of a lineup. Um, so they have, they have two really good-looking shows coming up this weekend. So I think that they're in a really good place. I it, Put it this way, I would say it feels like a much more interesting promotion going into this weekend than it did, uh, you know, at the end of the last show. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah it is. I think uh, Evolve promoter Gabe Sapolsky has done a good job of using the alerts and the mini docs to kind of drop things out here and there uh, to keep interest up in the promotion. I did hear people talking about Evolve uh, since the last set of shows. Maybe not as much as you'd like, but I, I thought there was some buzz for the promotion. Definitely some buzz going into these shows. Uh, now, they're still going to be on WWNLive.com streaming there. Uh, the November 15 WWN alerts said that there are currently four different ongoing negotiations about the future of Evolve and the WWN family live streaming. We haven't heard anything else about that. We do know these shows will be on WWN Live. Um, we do know that 
some guys like AR Fox, DJ Z, and Walter, who aren't normally part of the Evolve roster, are going to be there this weekend. Uh, and there's apparently something fun going on with William Regal, who is not only going to be doing a signing before the show, but he's actually going to appear uh, on camera, apparently, and do something. But I don't really have a feel for what he's going to do. So Wait. he also has the seminar on Friday out on Long Island. So who knows? He could, there, right? <laughs> right? At Long Island's own Aaron Tab. I'm going. I thought that um, Evolve and I, we have a great relationship. This might be kind of my chance to be a manager or a referee. So I'll be that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> You've got to go to the booking seminar, the creative yeah. seminar. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, Tal, here's what I want to know. Why aren't you taking part of this promoter initiative and promoting these shows in the New York area? Well, I feel like there are a lot of uh, other uh, media outlets that are picking up the ball as far as just kind of promoting Evolve. Uh, so I think that, you know, it's, it's good for us, uh, you know, trying to stay objective here. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's that was bad. I didn't go with the bit there. I, I, I did the opposite <laughs> of a yes and. I blew the joke. I, I was like going somewhere, but then I like, didn't yeah. the, put the pieces together. Uh, in my brain as quickly as I would have liked. And so uh, a botched spot early on. But what I was going to say is I got to get down to William Regal's seminar to see if they can discover, you know, I want to be there live in person when we discover the next Jarek. Of course, yeah. Uh, speaking of Jarek and speaking of uh, what Aaron Tao might be doing this weekend after the seminar, uh, they're adding some preliminary matches to the Evolve cards. So Gabe has been pushing that the cards are going to be uh, lengthened a little. You know, it's not going to be the same two and a half hour uh, show that we're used to getting because the shows are going to start with some preliminary matches uh, featuring some of the talent that has uh, been on Evolve before but haven't been featured talents. And they're, those matches are going to be uh, have a 10-minute time limit. They'll happen before the card, you know, uh, and then there'll be a stop and then the card will stop. We'll start again. And the new shows will also feature an intermission. Had a really hard time there. But I got all the info in there, so that's what's important. So that's going to change the cards a little bit, and I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go on. The uh, big thing that has been going on in Evolve World is there have been a lot of announcements since the last Evolve show about the 2018 WWN Live Experience, a.k.a. Uh, the Mania Weekend shows. Aaron, I know you and I will both be in New Orleans for Mania Weekend has the stuff that Evolve has been putting up uh, online gotten you excited for the WWN part of Mania Weekend? Well, yeah, I, I saw that they were going to have exclusive access to, I think, Matt Riddle and, and Keith Lee. Um, and so, you know, and, and they're going to have Walter in, so that'll be really exciting. And, uh, yeah, I, I know, like, I'm kind of a fake geek girl in that, like, I have never watched Daisuke Sakamoto wrestle. Um, and so I'm excited for him sort of on like the second hand basis of everyone else being excited for him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm always excited just to go down and see all of our pals and take in some wrestling. Um, yeah, it yeah. should rule. And based on our announcement that we are going to be there, uh, WWN has already sold uh, about 50% of the total <laughs> tickets that they sold in 2017. So, uh, Gabe, you're welcome for that boost in business that we provided. 
I think a lot of people are expecting uh, a wrong boys Gabe showdown in New Orleans, and that's probably why people are buying so many tickets. So really excited for that. Uh, now, when they announced that the 50% of tickets have already been sold, 50% of the total from last year have already been sold, that was before they announced that Daisuke Sakamoto uh, from Big Japan Pro Wrestling will be appearing. Now, that yes, that's true. They've announced this big talent after they uh, announced how well ticket sales are going. But do we really think that the normal Evolve crowd or even the normal Mania Weekend crowd is a type of crowd that's going to really increase the amount of tickets sold to go see Daisuke Sekimoto? Well, I mean, you just told us you've never seen Daisuke wrestle. Right. Wow. Owned. Yeah. No, I think that there will. <laughs> people on the internet seem super fired up about it. Um, and so, yeah, I think people are excited. And I think people will like buy the streams to see him going up against these sort of these dream matches against Western talent. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it'll, I certainly think it's going to make a significant, like noticeable impact in their ticket sales if it hasn't already. Well, but I, I am- could be wrong. Well, I am 100% fired up for it. I immediately bought tickets after they announced Sekimoto to make sure that I'm there to see the guy wrestle in person. He's one of my, I don't know, three favorite wrestlers in the world. So I'm very excited to get to see him in person. Okay. The other big thing that's going on adjacent to the wrestling, uh, of course, this is a podcast mostly not about wrestling and only vaguely about actual wrestling. So the one thing that we have to cover is the ongoing WWN Flow Slam saga and lawsuit. We got a new story on November 29 from David Span at Fightful.com uh, that featured some details from Flow Slam's, uh, an amended complaint they filed in that lawsuit, and uh, some documents that were uh, filed in the case as well. The biggest deal to come out of it was that we finally saw the contract between WWN and Evolve. And we also saw the emails uh, where WWN provided the cell numbers, the buy rates, whatever you want to say, for the uh, all the shows that they were sending to WWN, I mean, to Flow Slam to say, hey, this is what we have before they made a deal. So the fascinating thing to me, Aaron, was that a lot of people have already talked about this in depth, so we're not going to go crazy with it, but I just want to talk about this quickly. The numbers were pretty much in line with what everybody expected. Everybody that knows anything about independent wrestling were like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. They peaked close to WrestleMania and when they were otherwise uh, riding the coattails of WWE shows. And other than that, they had normal, you know, 500 to 750 buys per show. So, Anything about those numbers or about the big story jump out to you? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I know it, it seemed pretty much, it seems like, like WWN was right. Hashtag WWN was right. Like, I think that, you know, when you look at those 2016 numbers of like 950 to 1300 buys after they got that WWE bump, that's like pretty normal. I, I mean, I was a little surprised that they peaked at almost 2,500 buys, you know, during WrestleMania weekend of, of uh, 2016, but that's like, all of it is like within the realm of like possibility and normalhood. There's nothing in there. Like, I'm like, oh, that's like, that's a little higher than I thought for, for those WrestleMania weekend shows, but still like, that's like, 
that checks out, you know? And it's certainly nowhere near. I mean, I think in one of the early source stories, there was one anonymous person from the Flow Slam side who, who is claiming that WWN showed them numbers that they were getting 5,000 buys a show. And so obviously it was nowhere near that. And yeah, I mean, Flow Slam made a bad deal. I thought it was interesting. Sean Radican had a story for PW Torch where he talked about how um, when acquiring content, this is, this is what he wrote. He said, when acquiring content for their other verticals, Flow Sports saw a certain power pattern to the increase in buys, and they applied that expectations to WWN. According to sources in Flow Sports familiar with the numbers and how they normally translated on different verticals, WWN far underperformed what was expected compared to other companies that sub- submitted similar numbers. So what that tells me is that these people just really had no idea that the wrestling business is different from all these other businesses that they got into in the past, right? I think that like in other industries and in like cheerleading or rodeo where there isn't really already an established presence of like bunch a bunch of companies streaming live events, you might have a situation where, you know, someone's doing 1300 buys for rodeo and then it jumps up to 3000 subscriptions. Cause you have all these people who are like, Oh, I'm super into rodeo, but you know, I had no idea you could just stream it online on this great platform. Whereas wrestling fans, like, I don't know, there wasn't, I mean, you were getting more value for your money. If you were a regular WWN customer and you moved to flow slam, you were getting more for your money on flow slam. But I, I don't think that it, it was, like people are already comfortable in our sphere watching wrestling online. And there wasn't going to be like this big sort of jump between WWN and, and, and flow slam just because people are like, Oh, it's this convenient way that I never knew before. Whereas it's very possible that when flow sports works with these other, these other sports and these other verticals, like their streaming services that they're coming from to, to flow slam are like, or flow sports rather, just like not that good and kind of janky. Like I remember like, you know, what it was like to buy a stream of the UNC amateur wrestling team when I was in college. And it was like the production was super janky. The stream was weird. You had to pay a la carte for like one wrestling event. So I can see how like in other, in other places, it just like made sense for the subscriptions to jump. Yeah. It also seems to me like in some of the other verticals, they're bringing together so much of that sport or competition and flow slam was really just WWN. I mean, there was a few other things, but it's not like you brought together this large collection of independent wrestling so that suddenly we were able to get all this wrestling in one place that we couldn't get before. I mean, if anything, it fractured the marketplace more than, uh, than it was before flow slam existed. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think it's just come out pretty much since the last time we talked that these Flow Slam, the people, not the Flow Slam people, but the it seems like the Flow Sports people who were running this just knew nothing about pro wrestling. Like if you listen to um, Brent Brookhouse from formerly of Flow Sports and uh, had a podcast with Ethan Page that they're moving over to Cage Site Seats now called the Bitter Boys Club. And they were, they Ethan Page and Brent were talking about how like the the Flow Sports managers would come to Brent and be like, uh, is there a deal to be made with the WWE? <laughs> you know, so that's like kind of what they were dealing with as far as like, just how completely lost these people were before they went into that business. Right. And, you know, now it looks like what they're using this 
lawsuit for is to try to push around a company that has way less resources than they do. Uh, so, they'll, you know, they can probably beat WWN into submission, um, not to mix metaphors too much, uh, because I don't know what WWN's resources are with regard to defending this lawsuit. I don't know if they had any sort of uh, liability policy so that an insurance carrier is is helping. But, you know, it, it's really expensive, even if even if this lawsuit could be defeated at an early stage uh, for WWN, they're still going to spend tens of thousands of dollars getting there. And that can be a lot of money uh, for a small uh, promotion like WWN. So uh, I hope that's not what their strategy is, but it kind of looks like it because they've got really uh, piss poor legal theories to this point. Well, but if theoretically, if they were to win this lawsuit, could they get attorney's fees? Who's that? WWN. Like, could they get their money? Right. That's like a thing, right. In, in law where like, you win a civil suit and it's you might get the other side might have to pay the money. They might have to, the other, the people that you beat in the suit might have to reimburse you for your legal costs. So under the normal rules, uh, no, you, you're not entitled to attorney's fees. There are statutes that provide for attorney's fees in certain situations. Now, interestingly, in this case, there is a Texas breach of contract statute that allows to recover attorney's fees. Uh, what I don't know is, no, not on defending. They're not going to get their fees. If they countersue for a breach of contract the other way to say, well, Flo breached their contract with us. then under that same Texas statute, they could recover attorney's fees. Gotcha. But you still, still got to pay them up front, right? And uh, right. you get them back later and, unless they found a lawyer who's willing to work on a contingency based on an attorney's fees award, which uh, would be unlikely in that world. I mean, in my world, all my cases are on a contingency basis and I'm going to get an attorney's fee award at the end. But in the contractual corporate world, that's not something that you normally see. Yeah, if they could just get this case moved to Kentucky, I think I know a great lawyer who could help them. <laughs> uh, this isn't really my world, and I don't think uh, Evolve is that would be that excited about hiring me. At this well, point. see, this is, this is like your redemption story, right? You oh, betrayed man, everything great. Evolve, you know, a couple months ago, and now you make your heroic you know, baby yeah. face turn to save the okay. company with your uh, legal advice. Well, you know, they're in federal court now, so I could pro hoc in and uh, and provide legal services. This is not an advertisement for legal services, to be clear. Yeah, pro hoc it up. I, <laughs> that's right. The one thing I must say, you think this is the first wrestling podcast that's ever uh, had the phrase pro hoc on it? Um, I don't know. I don't really know what it means, so... Uh, <laughs> Should I, does it, does anyone care? Do I, I, need to so. I mean, we've, we've, we've rambled on it enough. I think you got to tell the listen, you know, teach the listeners a little something. Yeah. So uh, pro hoc vice is a Latin phrase that essentially means for the purpose of this case only. So uh, I can, even though I'm only licensed to practice in Kentucky, I can ask another court for permission to practice in that jurisdiction pro hoc for the purpose of this case only. Uh, so that's something that happens with some regularity. So that was the joke that I was making, which was lost on basically everyone. Well, you learn something okay. new every day. Oh, every time you listen, everything evolves. You learn something yeah. new. Right, I do yeah, want to eat on. some. Yeah, let me eat some crow real quick, though, because I said that there was no way that Shine sold like any pay-per-view streams. 
And they were selling between 500 and 750 streams per show, which is excellent and far above what I thought. And so I deserve to be mocked for that. I told you, man, there's different bubbles. You, like you have like the legitimate chill, like hardcore women's wrestling fans who just like are into the wrestlers or, you know, or they're like really, or they're women or they're feminists and they just like, they're really into the action for the action's sake. And then you also have like a bubble of like weirdos. And so, you sure. know, you have like two distinct audiences. So it would make sense that, uh, you know, they would be doing around that much business. Well, they did very well. So uh, I guess the moral of the story for me is that what I see on my Twitter is not necessarily reflective of what's going on in the world at large. Do you think I would have learned by now? Yeah. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. I think we've talked about all the other news stories that are swirling around uh, Evolve and WWN. I think it's time to talk about the cards that are coming up this weekend. So the first one is uh, Evolve 96, which is going to be in Queens, New York. Uh, It starts at 8 p.m. And like I said before, it's going to be streaming live on WWNlive.com. So it's a Saturday night. The the big match uh, for the WWN Championship, Walter versus Keith Lee. Now, this is Keith Lee's first WWN, WWN title defense in the U.S., He successfully defended the title against Dave Mastiff at IPW UK in November. Of course, on the the last set of all shows, he won this title from Matt Riddle in a last man standing match. Uh, Everybody was kind of dying to see this match before when it got turned into a multi-man match. Uh, You know, I'm jazzed for this. I can't wait for this. You excited too? Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to so it's like so annoying that they're running this weekend because I just can't. I can't go, but uh, I would love to go to the show at the Elm Core Center. Uh, it's going to be a barn burner, right? There's just two. It was, is that a pun? Oh, that, like a, a joke? that wasn't that wasn't a heat. That wasn't a heat gate <laughs> joke. But it's oh, also uh, it's pretty cold here now in December. So, yeah. no, it's, it's just a couple of big lads wrestling. And yeah, I think that this is going to be great. I think it's going to be just. They're going to kick the crap out of each other. And I, yeah, I can't imagine that this is anything other than an excellent match. I mean, this, this whole card is just like, we're going to get to it, but this card is like five matches deep as far as like really exciting matches. Like this is, this card is loaded. Like if this card were happening in like, it's like, you know, you feel like if like AAW ran this card, like people would be sharing it out like, oh man, check out the sick AAW card. You know what I mean? I, I haven't seen like, I've seen a couple of people be like, oh yeah, that card's like really, really good. But this is like, this is a, I mean, they're coming back with a bang. This is a stacked card. Yeah, I was a little burnt out uh, after, you know, the whole thing that went on with us and uh, 
we'll call it Gabe Gate. And I was a little burnt out after that. Plus, I think like trying to watch all of the G1, I know that was a long time ago, but I think those two things kind of compounded and made me kind of burned out on watching wrestling. Uh, but like seeing this card, I'm literally excited to watch these shows. Some of the last sets of shows I kind of watched because, you know, we watch them and we do podcasts about them. But uh, this I'm really pumped for, and especially Walter versus Keith Lee. Yeah, no, I hear you. I was like, I was really just like wrestled out too. I think like after yeah. the G1, after like the stuff where you're just like, uh, like we've flown too close to the sun, you know, <laughs> we're like, we're like two in wrestling, you know, uh, I haven't watched really, I've watched hardly any lives. I watched one takeover and I've been watching like a lot of the old, like 2002, 2003 ring of honor shows and listening along to, um, uh, through the years, a great podcast on the place to be nation. I think you've started, uh, listening and watching too. I haven't started listening yet, but I did watch, uh, I've watched the first, the very first Ring of Honor show, and I've watched most of the second show. I'm planning to work through at least 2002. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of rekindled my my fire a little bit. I haven't watched yeah. much other wrestling. I watched some of the last New Japan show, but I couldn't even make it through all of it. Uh, but other than that, I've just been watching uh, a little bit of Ring of Honor. Yeah, I kind of like going back and watch. I like I like the concept of like binge watching wrestling or just like watching old stuff that's already happened like sequentially on your own time. Yeah, rules. And not having to be worried that like you're going to get spoiled on everything and you can kind of like take yourself out of like, you can just like watch the wrestling and maybe listen to one podcast about it and not just be like inundated in like the whole online conversation about the wrestling. Right. Um, and I don't have to yeah. have any takes at all. Yeah. Right. Although nobody I do, cares. I do have takes. I do have takes, but, uh, but nobody but, really uh, cares. But I nobody mean, really cares. Takes, right. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's nice. But if, like, but if I got on Twitter right now and I was like, Oh snap, this, uh, Xavier versus Lil Guido match was fire. <laughs> People would be like, dude, who, who cares? Nobody would respond. Sometimes I, I do that because um, I'm insufferable. And so I just like, I'm just like, wow, like you check out the finish of this final battle match from 2009. And like one or two people will be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, right. Which is but probably tweets, more, more engagement than it deserves. Those tweets do about as well as your Islanders tweets. Oh, man. No one likes that. Out. It's just like zero likes, zero RTs, zero replies. I'm just tweeting into the to the void about my ice voice. Uh, we're doing well, well this year. None of my tweets get any engagement, so I feel your pain. I understand. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Keith Lee versus Walter. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna roll. It's gonna I'll tweet great. about it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Evolved Tag Team Championships are on the line. James Drake and Anthony Henry, the Workhorsemen take on Jaka and Tracy Williams. Uh, interestingly about this one is that Chris Dickinson is suspended for the weekend after taking some liberties with Rob Kiljoy of the Ugly Ducklings at Evolve 95. And uh, this is the Workhorsemen's return to Evolve. They were not on the October shows. I believe Anthony Henry was injured, and that's why they uh, haven't been around. So bizarrely, even though Dickinson is not here, Jaka and Tracy Williams will be defending the titles. Uh, against the workhorsemen. I, for one, am much less excited about this because there is no Chris Dickinson. I'm a huge Doom Patrol fan. I'm a huge anti-Tracy Williams, especially in tag matches person. 
Yeah, and in Chris Dickinson's defense, uh, he took the liberties with Rob Kiljoy after Kiljoy failed to catch Jocko on a dive to the outside. Just to oh yeah, just to, I didn't just mean- to say you know because it was like I I I know I know probably most people listening you know all of our hardcore listeners remember um, what we said about the shows last time two months yeah. ago, but um, but yeah, just to just to be clear, uh, he didn't just like start kicking the shit out of him uh, unprompted. So No, Killjoy totally uh, just, I don't know, refused to catch Jock on the dive, and Dickinson decided to take matters into his own hands. And, uh, and I don't know that, I don't know that, like, that makes what he did right, but it just... No, no. It bears mentioning that uh, there was an impetus for it. Um, right. But yeah, no, it's it's a bummer that he's not going to be on these shows. It's a bummer that he's not in this match. The big Workhorseman Doom Patrol rematch. I know. Um, this would be so cool. Like, this would make this card even better. Yeah. If we could get that rematch. So yeah, we've seen the Workhorseman, uh, you know, upset the Catchpoint boys for the titles. Um, can they do it again? Uh, I guess is. Yeah. What do you think? I kind of, I wouldn't mind that just so we could then get Doom Patrol versus the Workhorseman. Oh, you like know, actual, yeah. right? Yeah, like Dickinson right. and Jocko. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah, lose yeah. the titles, and then Dickinson's like, "I wasn't there." I got to get him back. Bullshit. We got to get him back. We do it again. Right. Yeah. But this is going to be this. I think this will still be uh, pretty good. Not obviously, you know, in a tag team match, it's a downgrade from Dickinson right. to trade. But um, but yeah, I no, mean, it'll it'll be good. But in kayfabe, shouldn't the workhorsemen win the match? Like, right? Yeah, they're the established yeah. team. They know each other. They've been um, champions. They've been champions. Yeah. In kayfabe, in kayfabe, you know, you got to give the edge to the work horseman. I- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start doing this podcast completely in kayfabe. What do you think? <laughs> I think that, I think, um, yeah, we've, uh, yeah, we've kind of lost the plot <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get it together. Let's yes, get our heads Matt in the Riddle- game. Matt Riddle is going to take on Fred Yehai in a no rope break match. Now, I will say, I thought this was stupid when I saw it announced. Yeah. But I watched the Matt Riddle mini doc, and he gives a pretty compelling reason why they should have a no rope break match. It's good now. It is good now. It's actually good. And I have criticized Riddle's promos in the past, but this mini doc, he's really good in it. Like, exceptionally good. Uh, just to set this up, they wrestled last month. Fred Yehai won, and this was coming on the heels of Riddle losing the WWN Championship to Keith Lee. So he lost two in a row. And Yehai won uh, after he locked in the Koji Clutch, and uh, Riddle grabbed the ropes, but Yehai spun him over and uh, locked in the Koji Clutch and got the win. So in this mini-doc, Riddle comes into the back, uh, it starts off with all his, uh, you know, his braggadocious uh, talk about how he's never lost to Keith Lee and he's not going to lose to Keith Lee this time. And then, of course, it shows him losing to Keith Lee, shows him losing to Fred Yehi. And then Kenny Johnson, who is like... Kenny the God. I mean, he's the God. Gabe calls Fred Yehi the MVP of Evolve, but Kenny Johnson is the MVP of Evolve. This guy, they should really hire him as like their production manager of like the shots that he gets, the way he frames just the matches. 
And I know it's just little bits and pieces here and there, but anyway, they're all exquisite. But he gets this shot of Riddle after he comes backstage, after he loses to Yehi, with this look on Riddle's face of just utter despair. It's it's a beautiful shot. You should watch the mini doc just for that shot. So he gets that. But then Riddle says, look, I I grabbed the ropes there, and there wasn't a break. But when I had Yehi uh, early in the match, and Yehi grabbed the ropes, the referee got in between us and and broke it up. He's like, this is bullshit. I want a match that's like a cage match, like a UFC fight where there's no rope breaks no matter what. So I'm suddenly super into this. And the other thing I want to say about Riddle's mini doc, I'm rambling here, I'm sorry, is that he's like really fired up. He's like, all I've been focused on is saying bro and how to get over. And I need to be focused on, uh, you know, beating people up and winning wrestling matches. And if he goes with that and sticks with it and is like really nasty in this match, it could totally rule. Yeah. No, I th- I'm excited for it. I mean, it's kind of weird because I feel like we're seeing the same story with Matt Riddle that we saw with Keith Lee as far as like the killer. It- will they find their killer instinct? Um, but it is good to see that. Like, I I think it's been established. We're like kind of like Riddle's just gotten a little stale, I think, in his character and his wrestling. I, I think he's still great, but I th- obviously it feels like he certainly has a lot less buzz than he did a year ago, maybe. Um, and, and it just feels like it'd be good to see him switch it up. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think it'll be good. And uh, also he's a baby face now. Like I think the video baby faced him. Right. I really do. He had a legitimate grievance. He did have a legitimate grievance. I'm into it. I'm super into it. Yeah. So we'll uh, see. We'll see what the no rope break match looks like and we'll see if they decide to uh you know make this a promotion wide thing yeah so that's an issue like in the uh, justin barrasso has a piece on si uh sports illustrated which was accompanied by an awesome tweet from gabe in which he uh, let the world know that he provides all the good scoops to justin barrasso at sports illustrated yeah um, i mean it's nice i think justin's been uh, carrying evolves water for months and months now so it's it's good that he actually uh got something useful this time and uh you know i i hope if uh, he keeps up the good work maybe they'll put him on the payroll <laughs> i mean this is a guy who has never commented on any of the leak memo stuff any of the stuff that we reported basically anything negative about wwn ever uh oh it's it's embarrassing it's truly embarrassing Anyway, there's a suggestion. But, that but the story was me. good in his defense. You know, he put in, he put in, you know, he didn't ask the questions he wasn't supposed to ask. And now he got, a, a, you know, he got some good quotes from Gabe saying he felt the promotion had gotten boring. And he's got this, this yeah, little scoop about the rope breaks. Yeah, no, he, he did a good job here. I mean, you know, that's basically, it's a microcosm of the wrestling uh, press in general. If you uh, just only tell stories that they want you to tell. They'll keep giving you cool scoops. So, yeah, it's a great reinforcement for all the other shitty uh, wrestling media about how to get good information. So, uh, but the interesting thing, we've kind of alluded to this, but the interesting thing that came out of the Justin Barrasso story, I guess it worked because I I read it, is (laughs) that um, Gabe seems to be considering taking the promotion full on to no rope breaks and eliminating rope breaks completely from the promotion because as, as Gabe said, uh, you know, they don't do rope breaks in uh, UFC so or in MMA. So, uh, 
I don't know. Do you have any interest in seeing a promotion with no rope breaks? I feel like I have no opinion either way. Like, it seems like kind of a weird, small thing to be like, welcome to Evolve Wrestling. It's the promotion that doesn't have rope breaks. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, we saw Gabe, Gabe uh, you know, he's clearly been thinking about the rope breaks for a while. You know, we saw the pure wrestling championship in Ring of Honor in the mid aughts, uh, where, you know, you got three rope breaks, but then after the third rope break, um, you know, you could do holds in the ropes. Right, that was that was how it went. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't think it like is gonna make the wrestling significantly better, but I don't think it will make it significantly worse. It just seems like a kind of arbitrary thing to be like, we're not doing rope breaks anymore. I don't know. I tell it's you this. Fine. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Daisuke Sakamoto uses rope breaks in his matches. Mm-hmm. And no one is going to tell him that he can't. Well. No one. I mean, in fact, I don't think anyone on WBN's payroll speaks Japanese. So I really don't think anyone's going to tell him <laughs> that he gets no rope breaks. I still think it's happening. That'll be like, they'll do the no rope breaks thing for a couple <laughs> months. And it's like WrestleMania weekend, special rope break match. <laughs> <laughs> the ropes are illegal. You have to break the hold. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. We got um, a lot of ideas here. We do. A lot of great ones. That's what we're that's what you're gonna break out of this seminar this weekend, right? Some of these ideas. <laughs> uh speaking of special attractions, like rope breaks, the next match is a non-title special attraction match. Evolve champion, Zack Saber Jr. takes on DJZ. DJ Z, of course, was on the uh, shows last time around, but he lost both matches, one to Fred Yehi, one to Darby Allen. Uh, Zach is coming off losing a non-title match to Jaka, but he did beat Tracy Williams uh, the last time we saw him. Uh, but Zach Sabre versus DJ Z sounds awesome, right? Yeah, one note, DJ Z was not on last month's shows. He was on two months ago shows in the Midwest. Wow, um, thanks. Thanks, AT. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Just in case there were any listeners who were listening, you know, I know probably people didn't, but in case there were some people, you know, who were just like, oh, what is Aaron Bentley talking about? You know, I just thought I'd, you know, let them know that I knew. Um, anyway. Sure, I guess, I guess I'll let them know that you made the notes for the show and I, <laughs> and I literally read what you wrote, which says last month. <laughs> So now everybody knows the real truth. Thanks. I played myself. I, yeah, that was I've a great cell phone I've, there. I've, I've been uh, I've been owned online once again. Um, in any event, uh, yeah, he lost to to Yeha and Darbyan a couple months ago. But this is great. I mean, I think DJ Z looked so good um, a couple months ago in his two matches. I mean, that Darby Allen match was great. He's really coming on strong. And, um, yeah, and Zack Sabre, I mean, what more can be said about Zack Sabre Jr.? He's been the John Tavares of wrestling uh, this this year where he's just been so consistently great. Like, there, like I don't think there are any matches he, he's had here that have been, like, an overall worldwide match of the year caliber match just with the year that's been happening in, in Japan. But, like, he's great pretty much every time out. He's been the champion for most of the year. 
and you just like sort of have to marvel at the consistently high re- level that he's wrestled at this year. Um, and you just go through the matches against Jaka, the matches against Leo Rush, the match against ACH, match where he won the title against that. I mean, there's just, he's just had a lot of highlights. And um, I think he'll keep it up here. Not to mention his work in Japan. Not to mention his work in Japan. Um, yeah, I, I just, um, I just was thinking about it earlier today, and you're like, wow, this is a completely different promotion this year without him. I mean, he he's he sort of picked up where with where Chris Hero, from my perspective, where Chris Hero sort of left off la- like last year, where it was like, okay, there's a Chris Hero match on this show. It's going to be great, and it's going to be like worth watching. And I, I would say the vast majority of nights uh, this year, Zack Sabre Jr.'s had a great match. Hmm, that was a great take, AT. Thanks. I'm glad I was here for it. Yeah. Uh, the Battle of the Breakout Stars. Next on the card, we get Darby Allen versus Austin Theory, who will, of course, be accompanied by the Priscilla Kelly. Uh, Theory defeated Darby in five minutes out of all 78 back in February. Now, Darby has been winning some matches of late, so uh, we'll see where that goes, including, you know, he's had this uh, this big mini-doc, so he's getting some more focus about how he's living in his car where he parks right above the gym that he works out in and apparently has spray-painted champ on his car door to remind himself of his goal of becoming champion. Uh, Austin Theory, for his part, has won seven of eight matches since he hooked up with Priscilla Kelly at Evolve 87. So, uh, we got these two guys going uh, for each other. Do you feel like this is a battle of breakout stars, AT? Yes. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I think that um, if you if you guys haven't watched this Darby Allen mini doc, uh, go check it out. It's shot in black and white, and it just feels grungy. You know, it feels like gritty and grungy, and um, Darby just feels like a totally unique character in wrestling. He's just like a dude who's living out of a car and cooking, you know, food for himself by, you know, by, by, at least in the mini doc. I don't know. I, I think that he is, it sounds like he is living out of his car in real life because he wants to go around and, and train everywhere. Um, but in the mini doc, he like cooks food on the George Foreman grill that he plugs into the wall in the gym bathroom. I mean, he's, He's, uh, I don't know. It just feels unlike anything else that you're seeing right now. And, uh, he just feels really real. Um, and so, and he's going up against a guy who's like his exact opposite in Austin theory, right? A guy who, um, is good looking and well built and seems to just have had things just fall into his lap. Um, and even then he's cheating, with his manager, you know, Priscilla Kelly. So you have this great contrast of like, these two guys are both rising stars, right? They're both starting to break out and get booked in other promotions. Like you're starting to see Darby Allen. He's booked on the um, Beyond show. He's booked, um, I think he's been in CZW and Defy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Austin Theory, I saw had a, a AAW booking recently. So these two guys who are kind of like, they're kind of on parallel paths, right? You have these two rising stars, who both guys have a lot of talent and they're getting better right in front of our eyes. I mean, if you watch sort of like how people in wrestling talk about Darby Allen and sort of 
his improvement. I mean, people are very impressed. And um, so we're watching these two guys, these two young stars who are on the rise. And one of them is this gritty, scrappy guy who lives out of his car and fights for every inch and first got over by just having an insane willingness to just jump off of things and, and put his body through, you know, hell. And then another guy who's just like, has a baby face and he's, he's well-built and he is, you know, just sort of this cocky motherfucker who's just like gotten everything sort of given to him. And um, yeah, I think it's a great story. I hope that they sort of like have these kind of like parallel ascents and they're like kind of they're sort of like long-term rivals with each other. Um, and and I, I, ex- I look forward to like watching them grow against each other. So that's what I hope yeah. happens. Yeah, I'm really into both uh, these guys, and I expect it'll be a great match. I'm looking forward to it. The only other match that is uh, announced so far is uh, Jason Kincaid versus the returning AR Fox. The very first Evolve champion is back. Uh, not sure if he's going to be here long term, but the WWN Alerts did say that uh, we'd hopefully be seeing a lot more of AR Fox and DJZ this year. So. That's going to be the starting match. I haven't honestly haven't seen AR Fox in a while, so I'm excited to see him uh, pop back up in my life. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoy him. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, and then we get uh, yeah. three prelim matches, and all we know is that the uh, talent included is going to be Jared 120, Shane Hell Mercer, yeah. Stephen Wolf, Joey Lynch, and uh, at least two other people apparently because they're going to be three matches. So. I'm looking forward to – I hope there's a Shane Mercer versus Stephen Wolf match on one of these shows because uh, those are the two guys I'm really excited about in that bunch. For sure. Um, yeah, and that's kind of like with the new prelim structure. Um, what do you make of it? Uh, I'm out on, like, the shows becoming really long and having an intermission. I'm out completely out on that. I like seeing guys that I haven't seen before. Like, I hadn't seen Stephen Wolf. Actually, I think I had seen him at AAW, but I didn't remember him that much. Uh, so I was excited about that. I was already a big Shane Mercer fan, so I was excited for other people to see him, and that's gone well. Like I think people are into Shane Mercer, so I think that's cool. Uh, I just like three of those matches in a row, even at a ten minute time limit, seems kind of excessive. I'm into it because one, unlike other people on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. I really enjoy intermissions. I like to go to the bathroom. I like to buy a drink. I like to get a little snack. Sometimes, if I'm fortunate enough to have friends in the audience, I like to go over and just say hey. You know, say what's up. I like, you know, I like a little break. I got a short attention span over here. So it's good to just, like, you know, not have to do the intense task of just focusing on the wrestling that's directly in front of me and get a little break ski. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that um, I, I, I like the idea of there being more matches on these shows because I think it gives them some more options to play with creatively. I think towards the end of the year, the, the promotion got kind of stale because it was just like all the top guys had kind of wrestled everyone already. And I think that it's, it, it makes things feel a little more fluid where, you know, instead of having another big Zack Sabre Jr. match, you can do things like they did a couple months ago and have him, you know, wrestle Jason Kincaid in the opener 
um, and, and sort of like play around with um, these new matches that are available. Um, and they're sort of allows you to have a little more um, sort of stratification and how guys are pushed, right? You can have, you can have a guy just get a couple wins over these sort of prelim guys when they, when they need a win. Um, so I think it's helpful. I think it's good to not have to beat all of your top guys all the time by adding more sort of ingredients to the mix. All right. Well, let's see how it goes this weekend and I'll probably have a, a more fully baked take uh, by the time we record the review shows, review show rather, uh, then Sunday night, seven p.m. No, wait, wait, you got to talk about William Regal. We already talked about him, but but there's it's going to be like a big announcement. They said Justin Barrasso had the big scoop that he's not just going to be like a little thing. We're told that it's going to be like a big announcement that will have like seemingly storyline implications. Do you think it's that like? I don't know. Somebody's going to get a shot to go on in a, to be on NXT. I have no idea. I just thought our listeners should know that it's supposedly important. Oh, okay. Well, Aaron Taub has now informed our listeners that, yeah. of the importance. Yeah, you want the real scoops? Here. Come to us. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Justin Barrasso. Yeah, you got nothing on the wrong boys. You got aggregated, bitch. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Sunday night, December 10, Melrose, Massachusetts, Evolve 97, 7 p.m., did I say that? The yeah. uh, Live on WWNLive.com, of course. Uh, the big match, the Evolve Championship, Jaka, after uh, defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in a non-title match, gets a title shot against uh, our sweet woke boy, Zack Sabre Jr. This, of course, is going to be the third match in the series. It's tied 1-1. Who's going to come out the champion, AT? Ooh, well, there's a reason we don't uh, do predictions. Because <laughs> we're always wrong. But I think, yeah. I think Zach's going to win. I think that that makes sense. But yeah, uh, for sure. I feel like they like Jock. And obviously, they gave Jock that huge non-title title win over, over Zach. Um, but I feel like the person to beat Zach is going to be like, Darby or Austin Theory. Like, I think that's what we're watching is like one of those people's like climb to this title. But I don't know. I never, I never get those things right. All I can say is that I'm really excited for this. They've done, this is a really nice little sort of um, three match story that they've told. Or we or I expect that this to be a great third chapter and a really nice three match story of, of, Zach beating Jock in that awesome match in New York where Jock was so close and Jock learning from what happened last time and getting the big non-title win. And now sort of here's the big rubber match. I look forward to seeing, you know, uh, Zach went for that back bridge pin, but Jock kicked out. And does, does Zach have another trick up his sleeve um, to get him? Does he have uh, a counter to that, um, that sort of two handed uh, choke slam 
sit out power bomb thing that Jaka does. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool to watch a story like this play out. They've done a great job. It's, um, you know, I, I said on Twitter the the other day that like I think that first Zack Saber Junior. Jaka match is probably my evolved match of the year. Um, why be- why do you insist on ruining our awards on the next episode of the show? Well, um, I don't know. Like, like anyway. What is it about you that just makes you just dying to ruin that? Um, well, I love to self-sabotage. That's definitely sure. one thing about me. Sure. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'll, like, change my mind. Tune Ooh, in, nice, nice tune in next time to see if I, you know, after reevaluating, um, the, I, I do have to watch back. I think the other thing that's, like, kind of in its league is, like, I need to watch back the um, Ethan Page Darby Allen match from WrestleMania weekend. I think those are kind of like oh, yeah. the two that really stand out to me as as the best matches they had this year. And both of them were great matches because I thought that they had great stories. Um, and this, and then the Jaka Zack Saber Jr. context, it was like the first chapter in a story, and the Ethan Page Darby Allen, it was what should have been the last chapter, but. What we, we like to remember, last... what we like to pretend is the last chapter in that feud. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but were you there? Were you at that show? Yeah. Oh, dude. My face was just like white. That's one of the few matches where I've just had to like, I like couldn't handle the violence. Where I was just <laughs> like, my, like, you can go back and watch the, the tape. I was in the, in the front row and I'm just like disgusted by what. <laughs> Darby's doing and going through. Yeah, yeah I, I was it, there and it was brutal. It was so good. What an experience. I was, uh, when it kind of broke down and you know, went outside of the ring and everybody was kind of standing out away from where their seats were because I was down on the floor also. And I ended up standing right next to Alan Forel and Rob Naylor. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, community uh, royalty. I know, right? I'm the really three, the three kings. <laughs> and uh, when Darby started doing like really crazy things, Alan turns to Rob and is like, uh, you better go get your boy or something like that. <laughs> and it ruled. It was just like a moment that I really enjoyed being a part of. Uh, okay. Matt Riddle versus Walter. This is interesting because they've uh, wrestled a lot this year. Five singles matches, two multi-man matches. And they've been trading back and forth the Progress Atlas Championship. Now, uh, when we saw Walter last in Evolve, Riddle won a four-way at Evolve 91. It was back in August. Also included Keith Lee and Tracy Williams. Uh, And they actually wrestled a singles match on the Progress show later that night. So this match has happened a lot, but it hasn't happened in Evolve. So it will be new, I think, to a lot of people who uh, don't follow Progress. And uh, in fairness, it'll be pretty new to me. I'm not sure that I've seen any of their singles matches. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It'll be good. It'll be hard hitting. It's kind yeah. of old hat at this point. You you feel like you're just like, okay, they're doing this here now. And I saw the match yeah. when they did it at the progress show. That was all oh, right. You were there in the same, or I guess not the same building as the next night, but you know, the people who did That's the evolve progress doubleheader saw this, um, but no, it's, it'll be great. I think, you know, They've had a nice rivalry this year, and they'll have a a fun, explosive match. Right. Now, stick with me on the step for this next match. Oh. High-stakes, non-title, three-way match. Are you with me so far? Yeah. 
The winner of the match gets to book himself in any match he wants. Now, if Keith Lee wins, he can eliminate anyone he wants from challenging him for the WWN Championship. I have a few questions. I'll try to answer them. If Keith Lee wins, does he also get to book himself in any match he wants? Plus, he gets this other thing? I think so, right? Classic lawyer over here. (laughs) It says also. Well, that's how I wrote it up in the thing. I think Uh, I added the also. Could this be another AT blunder? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Hold on. Let's see. I'm pulling up the last WWN alerts right now. Okay, that's not going to have it. It's got to be two. Yeah, because like if, if you added the also, then that changes everything. Uh, yeah. If you didn't. Um, okay, here's how it's written on the website. Okay. Oh, so that's, hold on. Let me just see. Hold on. So in one WWN alerts, it just writes, high stakes three-way match, dash, non-title, dash, Winner gets to book himself in any match he wants. But I'm like 99% sure um, that there's like one of the WWN alerts had something where it was like Keith Lee can... Okay, here's how it's described in the November 20th WWN alerts. The stakes have been set for the high stakes three-way at Evolve 97, pitting WWN champion Keith Lee versus Darby Allen versus Tracy Williams. The WWN Championship is not on the line. However, the winner of this bout will get to book themselves in any future match they want. If Keith Lee wins, he can eliminate any anyone he wants from challenging him for the WWN Championship. Okay, based on that language, I'm led to believe that Keith Lee only gets the last thing. To oh, oh to no, I screwed it up. I screwed it up. I, it says... <laughs> it says... The winner of this bout will get to book themselves in any future match they want. In addition, if Keith Lee wins, oh. he can eliminate anyone he wants from challenging him for the WWN Championship. So that answers all my questions, I guess. So it looks like he gets... Um, you know, our Talmudic reading of the WWN alerts <laughs> finds that uh, Keith Lee will be able to book any match he wants and eliminate a challenger from the pool for the WWN championship. Wow. You know, it's, it's really, I'm a real uh, wrestling booking textualist. <laughs> right. the, way I, the way I interpret stipulations. Yeah. So there's really no room for any sort of other, uh, you know, WWN alerts are not living documents. Right. Uh, they are, it has to be just as the founder Gabe Sapolsky intended. That's the only way you can really interpret these documents. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that Keith Lee wins the match, beats Zack Saber Jr. for the Evolve Championship, and just unifies them because there's just there's just no need for them to have two world championships, especially now that like they don't have Flow Slam. We're all like kind of giving up the illusion that like we're gonna watch like FIP here style battle or whatever. Like, it's just like have one championship that matters instead of like two championships that kind of matter. 
Because I think that like they would have had more buzz for Keith. I know they got on ESPN, but like I don't know. I feel like these mainstream media sites don't count because they're just like co-opted. They're like totally co-opted and fake. Um, but like it felt like among fans, it was like people weren't talking about it that much. And I and I feel as if like they kind of do themselves a disservice by having these two championships when it would just be so much easier to have one person who's like, this is the actual best wrestler. This is the true champion. Um, well, interesting. You should say that because the true champion is wrestling in the next match. Uh, the true champion, of course, being the FIP world heavyweight champion, uh, Fred High, who is going to defend that championship against Austin Theory. Apparently Fred told WWN officials that he needed to defend the title. So here, here we're getting the defense. Uh, this is interesting to me. Is the FIP title now going to be an Evolve title? Are there still going to be FIP shows? I think so. They had some, right? Let's let's check on Cage Match. <laughs> I'm glad now we're doing the thing where we look up things online. Yeah, well, I think our I think that we should um, and we should go back and talk about that three way at some point. So we like we just said the rules, and I like complained about the titles, but. I don't know. Do you have any like thoughts about the match itself, or like who no, you I think would it's like weird, to see but... win, and and who you'd like to see them book themselves against? Oh, that's a lot of thought to put in. Uh, I think it's weird because why is Darby getting a the shot since he lost to Keith Lee last month? Uh, Tracy Williams is kind of off his winning streak as well, so it's kind of it's a weird grouping. Um, I guess it makes sense if Keith Lee wins, and then he can he can say that Matt Riddle can't challenge him anymore. Right. That would so be that cool. would, Right. That would kind of make sense to me. And I mean, obviously like if Darby won, he would challenge uh, Keith Lee. No in a singles match for the title. He would challenge, he would challenge. Oh, Zach he would challenge Zach. Zach. Right. Sorry. He's Sorry. Not his car. Sorry. I got wrong boys. Uh, Fever. So sorry. I apologize. I'm Actually, wrong voice to... fever is all the people who, who love the errands. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. So there aren't any FIP shows on the WWN website, but there is an ACW show on January 6th. Hold on. They have a Twitter account. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're still gonna run because they were a promotion before flow slam right anyway the important thing is that Fred Yeha is defending the FIP world champion world heavyweight championship against Austin Theory uh if they don't run or even if they do run I think it'd be kind of cool if this was like a, a low low tier title on the Evolve shows especially if you unify the other titles so that you could have, uh, you know, a prize for the the mid card guys and lower card guys to fight over. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I um, I uh, I agree. Yeah, I think that there should be a main title in like a mid, especially now that they're having like these nine matches on a show. I think there should be a main title and a mid card title, and they should unify the main title or like just like have the just have like Zack Sabre Jr. Keith Lee like lose a bunch of non-title matches so we get so we get the point that they're lesser but like i, I don't know it just it doesn't lost make- that battle we tried to fight that right. uh, month right. ago we were like when will they tell us the true champion and they never did um so 
Anyway, yeah, I, well, I agree. It'd be cool to have like a something like kind of a sort of a, a TV title esque title for, you know, yeah, that would rule Austin Theory and Fred Yehi and Darby Allen to fight over until they're ready for the to be in a big title program. I agree. I loved the uh, Smoky Mountain TV title as a kid. Like I thought it was the coolest thing on earth. And I've always liked TV titles. I just think they're cool. Ring yeah. of Honor had a great run with like I don't watch Ring of Honor anymore, yeah. but uh, they had a great run with their TV title. Like when um, when uh, Roddy Strong was the champion. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're very excited about my Ring of Honor days. No, 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 no. They did have a great. Uh, I was looking at Twitter. You caught well, uh, some. Not, not Roddy Strong. Well, it was Roddy Strong later, but Jay Lethal as Jay TV. Lethal had a great right. That was a great story where Jay Lethal. I went to that yeah. final battle where he beat Jay Briscoe. Did you? Where he beat Jay Briscoe? That was excellent. Oh, yeah, that was great. A great match and a great like they made this great promo package where they showed like all the different guys that they'd beaten over their respective runs and the yeah. build up to the title versus title match. And I think that's and just Lethal, like, a, yeah, Lethal was so good then. Like, yeah, oh, that was just a great run for him. And it's cool when guys have two belts. That always looks cool. Yeah. And I like, um, I don't know. I think that program just says a lot about um, the best thing you can do in wrestling is just have a guy win a lot of matches and beat a lot of people. Yeah, for Make sure. Make them like, he really good. Yep. Uh, AR Fox versus DJZ. You know, just another like, here's these That's going to be wild. They're going to like do hell crazy yeah. lips and dives and. Yeah, AR Fox like almost dies in every match he has. Yeah, DJZ almost died last time he was here. So yeah, they're yeah. this is gonna rule. Yeah, uh, and uh, speaking of dives, I guess we should talk about take a moment to talk about the end. And uh, we were kind of complaining last time, waiting for them to sort of uh, give the motivations for their big heel stable invasion, and we got them in a promo pat and a little uh, a short video. That was published earlier today. Yes, everything you just said is true. Uh, I was kicking you to talk about the video. Yeah, <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. Uh, basically, they're like, actually, I didn't like the video, but I think okay. they have a decent point. But so they're like on this thing about like, oh, we're here to fight all the all the guys who get six star matches and want to do all these cool athletic moves, and we're just gonna beat people up. Which is like whatever, but they did make a good point of like, you can only like human beings can only evolve athletically so far, especially in like a short period of time, right? So they made this point that like the only way for uh, wrestling to change is at this point is like to go back to basics, which I which I think is an interesting point. I'm not sure they did it in an interesting way. Uh, and when I say they, I should say this was all Drennan doing the talking. Perot and uh, Odinson were silent during the entire uh, video. And we're big Perot fans here on Everything Evolves. So I do not want to make it seem like I'm saying anything bad about Perot. He rules. Uh, so I just wasn't into it. It was like such a big, it seemed like such a big deal. They played it up as such a big deal when the end was coming. And now it just seems like it's going to be, I don't, are they going to feud with like AR Fox and DJ Z? Like it's just going to be uh, kind of not the top of the card. You, you made the point last time, like, oh, when are they going to run into Keith Lee and Matt Riddle? Well, never is is the truth. Like they're never going to 
interact with those guys. Yeah, I hope they do still. I It was kind of weird, too, because it was like, if you're going after that style of wrestling, like, why aren't you invading PWG? You know, because, like, Evolve is not really um, a flippy-dippy promotion, and they do take things kind of seriously. And in some sense, like, it's kind of funny because it's like, um, you know, if you listen to what Gabe Sapolsky says when he, he gave a real pretty good interview on um, uh, figure with Brian Alvarez on the WON site about the, um, about the future um, plans for the promotion. And he talked about how stylistically they want to go into being more harder hitting and people sort of selling the moves and selling the pain when they get hit and sort of like letting things sink in with the audience and matter in within the context of the match. And so it's like funny that like, they're like, yeah, this is what we're about. We're about like the hard hitting and back to basics. And then like you have this invading stable. That's like, we're here to like take things back to basics. Like we're here to crush all these, like, you know, whatever. So it's, it's funny that they like are kind of um, replicating the actual direction of the company. Well, in storyline uh, are in conflict with it. I I also want to remind our friends POD that, you know, in their video, they say they're going to drop people on their heads. And I just want to remind them that that's against the rules in Evolve. Yeah. You have to get special, to not unless you get special permission. That's right. Uh, so these rules have been enforced for years and I don't think they're going to be changed for you. Yeah. So you better figure that out. Before you get like fine, before you end up yeah. like Chris Dickinson, then you're off the shows. Yeah. Well, I, one thing that I liked about their promo is that they spared me from their wrath. They were very clear that the true enemies are people who star rate matches. <laughs> they said a lot That's about true. critics, but not That's about true. podcast hosts who don't do star ratings. It was all about That's the star true. raters. So. Um, I, when you first said yeah. that, I was like, did they say something about juice in their in their video? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. I was I was like, wow, I missed the I missed the subtle anti-Semitic connotations. Yeah, well, the if you just just ask, you know, the people from the anti-defamation league, anti-Semitism is everywhere. So sometimes you don't notice it. Sometimes someone's just saying like a random mean thing about Israel, but it's always anti-Semitism. Also, speaking of anti-Semitism, David Starr, come on, everything evolves. Yeah, uh, we would r- really like to flesh out the uh, your current uh, issues with anti-Semitism in wrestling. Yeah, David, I know you're listening. Of course, please come talk to us. Absolutely, we're big fans. Uh, the other match that's announced: Jason Kincaid versus Jared One Twenty. Yeah, the King of Kisses is back um, in the interim. <laughs> since we've been away, if you guys have not been, if you're not like online on Twitter at all times, to the extent that we are, Jarek kind of blew up within our small corner of the internet. We found out that in addition to being a wrestler, he also has like a, a very popular YouTube channel with like some of his videos have like millions of views. Um. And basically, he's he does like video. He like live streams himself playing video games. But his real big thing is magic. But it kind of in that like sort of skeevy pickup artist kind of way. Like he has some videos where he's like, "Here's how to do magic in a way 
will you get the girls to kiss you? And he, um, you know, he does this like car trick where like, you're like mouse touched with the girl at the end of the car trick. Um, and so, yeah, he rules. He's the best. Um, I hope that he leans into the gimmick more and just kind of like goes full pickup artist. I hope he like is out there, you know, just kind of running cocky and funny, you know, negging the two female personalities who are in the company. Um, and just like, I just like really leaning into it. I think that I would, you know, I'd be a compelling heel character. I like to call this match PUA versus PMA. <laughs> That's no? good. No, 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 it landed. It took me okay. a second to be like, oh, positive mental attitude. But yeah, no, you nailed it. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I really feel bad for Evolve that they didn't uh, run like immediately after all our Jarek jokes on Twitter because I right. think the meme he- kind of lost steam. Yeah. <laughs> we were I mean, really sharing the videos and just like tweeting a, a storm about Jarek. Uh, our friends at uh, Wrestling on Air had a great episode, just a lot of Jarek content. Um, yeah. But I think we're reviving it here now. Sure. And um, I don't know. Do you see Jason Kincaid's mini doc? I did. I did. I will I never it was really again. Good. I will never again be shamed by you for not having watched a mini doc on this show. I thought it was great. I, he has this. I, I thought it was really weird. It was. That's why I liked it. It talked more about like um, the violence in his past and how he's like trying to um, teach Austin Theory a lesson, but he doesn't want to get back into his violence because he know he doesn't want to you know spiral back into the darkness and like the promo ends when he talks about like how afraid of the dark he's like, he's still afraid of the dark and it ends in darkness. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. I, I like the in ring work. Isn't always, isn't like super compelling for me from Jason Kincaid, but I find like all of his mini docs and character work to be really interesting. I usually like him, but this one was like a, it was a little too uh, like on the Bray Wyatt scale for me. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You don't appreciate real art. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I do want to report that as we're recording this, this is breaking news. Oh, uh, John Carroll is tweeting about us. Oh, and uh, he had a fun. Uh, I mean, he tweeted earlier about how that Evolve is going to be close to his house, but he can't go. And someone suggested to him that uh, it's his job to go. And he said, uh it is not my job to cover Evolve. I am not an Aaron. <laughs> and then some person named Aaron responded and said, am I supposed to be covering Evolve? <laughs> and, he, and he said, no, just both of us are named Aaron. That was it. Yeah. At Aaron Rotkowski on Twitter, go on Evolve Pod. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's it. There's uh, going to be three prelim matches just like there was the night before. Uh, the only other name announced for those... Uh, Shane Mercer and Stephen Wolf, and they announced Brandon Watts, who we saw uh, last time around in some of the early matches. Uh, so we still don't know who the other talents will be, but uh, look forward to that. James Drake and Anthony Henry will also be on the show, but they don't have a show. They don't have a match announced yet. And you know, looking around the card, I can't really figure out who's not booked. Uh, 
that they could work against. So it's I'll be interested to see who they end up working. Yeah, well, maybe like the end will do something, and then it'll be like a six man. Like oh, yeah. things will get shuffled up. Yeah, that would work. Matches. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's like, well, I'm not gonna out my ignorance of the end, but like, it is Drennan not just their mouthpiece? Is he a wrestler also? I think he's a wrestler also. Okay, but yeah, I'm they pretty could def- sure. But they could definitely do workhorsemen versus uh, Perot and Odinson. Except, like, the workhorsemen are not flippy people, so it would be kind of weird. But uh, they could do that. Yeah, he definitely wrestles. Okay, cool. Um, I think that's it, AT. Do you have anything else you want to say about this upcoming Evolve weekend? Um, no. How did we find, like, an hour and a half to talk about these shows? Dude, this was not our, uh, it's not our best effort, I think. But, <laughs> wow. you know. Excellent. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, well, we're saying it at the end. At this, we're not. Sure. It's not like we're saying it at the beginning, and then people are going to not listen. It's like now. It's yeah. like they've listened to the whole thing. Yeah, they know what we know. All right, I enjoyed it. I mean, it started a little slow, but we haven't done this in like a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we we got we're going. a little rusty. You know, you get out of yeah, the swing yeah. of things. You stop watching. You know, I don't know. I'm just going to stop talking. Uh, thank you so much for <laughs> listening, as always. I look forward to watching the shows and recording uh, our review show, uh, hopefully Monday, but maybe And we won't be rusty when that comes around. We're warmed up. This is kind of like, this is the practice. We're getting our our muscles moving again, getting that blood pressure up. And uh, we're going to come back with that that fire that you know and love next time out. Yeah, so we're going to break down the shows next time. Uh, If anything breaks, you know, any of the topics we talked about earlier, we'll talk about those. And of course... Uh, we're planning on doing a little awards on the next show. You know, just like our favorite matches from the Evolve year, uh, best wrestlers of the Evolve year, those kind of things. So at least I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure that AT is, but I think it'll be fun. I am looking forward to it. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, I guess we'll see whether you take it seriously uh, or whether you uh, half-ass it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll see. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, bye, all guys. This has and been... Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. This has been Everything Evolves. Just want to remind everybody that we are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Make sure to subscribe to the show. It has its own feed on iTunes. You can go subscribe there. You can rate and review there as well. You can also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network in full and get lots of other cool shows. You can follow us on Twitter at EvolvePod. I'm at Aaron Like the Car. AT is at AP Taub. Make sure you uh, check back with us for our review show early in the week. I hope everybody enjoys the shows these weekend. This weekend, uh, it's been great talking to you today. We are the wrong boys. For Aaron, I'm Aaron. See you next time. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hear that? 
Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now enjoy a large iced coffee for just two bucks and a breakfast sandwich to make a meal. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available on our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.